Hey everyone, just want to make a quick announcement before I start the episode. Um, tomorrow is Bruce's 50th birthday. That's right, our very own Bruce. Uh, so happy birthday, Bruce. He doesn't know I'm doing this, but yeah, I just wanted to uh, kind of say uh, a little happy birthday. And thank you for the past 37 episodes. I'm very excited for the rest of this season and going forward. So everyone out there, I tweeted him at, at Manaburnt on Twitter. Uh, with all your happy birthday wishes, and uh, make sure to uh, <laughs> make sure to tag uh, hashtag Daily Divine Visitation Vespers with your favorite uh, your your favorite token producer, something something that would be a, a fun thing to turn into a a four four flying angel of vigilance. Um, anyway, uh, here's to many more episodes <laughs> and years, of course, Bruce. Uh, happy birthday. And I hope you all enjoy this, dare I say, controversial episode. Uh, Well, I think I hear our theme song coming in, so uh, see you in the show. Hello, hello, and welcome to Temple of the False Pod, where our decks are not optimized, but our plays sure as heck are fun. I'm Andy. I'm Bruce. Uh, um, I almost took took the week off and asked for a substitute. Because <laughs> uh, yeah. today we're talking about proxies. Um, the, the great proxy debate. I feel like this might be the, uh, the, the great schism of Bruce and Andy. Um, <clears throat> no, I'm sure Andy will will bow to my whim. Oh yeah, no, I'm a I'm a big big pushover. So, <laughs> <laughs> the idea for the uh, for the podcast today is proxies. Um, I mean, sure, there's the, there's the standard. You know, do you have a, do you allow proxies or not? Uh, but I want to go a little bit farther than that. Um, we're gonna look at all sorts of things, uh, everything down to what kind of proxies you would use. Uh, and just you know just a general overall discussion of all things proxy yeah 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 uh i don't think we need to make any final like this is where we stand because like it's it's up to and i'll i'll say this again at the end of the episode it's it's up to your play group it's up to you uh talk about it. it it is but i i will be the final arbiter and i will make the decision so Feel free, to, feel free at the end to uh, uh, just understand that I expect you all to uh, follow along with, uh, with my decision. So <laughs> says, uh, says the guy who is not editing the episode. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fine. <laughs> all right. Um, so, Bruce, proxies, man. So, I guess, I guess we should probably first discuss what are proxies. Proxies uh, are a range of things, but when it kind of comes down to it, it is a... Uh, substitute it is a thing generally a card that what is the word i'm looking for oh my god um it's a it's a card that that takes the place of another card yeah um, and it's usually uh it you it's uh it represents another either card or i mean in in the most technical sense tokens are technically proxies as well but we're not going to go down that yeah road. we're talking about actual magic cards um the real defining aspect when or the real issue when de- when defining proxy is to make sure that you understand that 
proxy and counterfeit are not the same thing. Right. A counterfeit is simply a card that you want other people to believe is the actual card. A proxy isn't trying to do that. So this isn't a case of, ooh, check out my brand new Mox Lotus. <laughs> uh, this is a case of, look, I've made this proxy. I'm going to use it as a, as a, as a Black Lotus or as a, um, you know, to be a little more re- realistic, Dockside Extortionist. Oof. So that uh, is very realistic, <laughs> right? So, uh, uh, in no way am I encouraging anyone to be be using counterfeits. Uh, irrelevant of where I stand on proxies, uh, counterfeits. No, they're, counterfeits they're, bad. Yeah, there's no reason to be doing that. Don't we're, be fooling. We're playing people. casual magic. Yeah. What, do you, what do you need to counterfeit a card for? That's insane. Yeah, um, and I mean, yeah, I, yep, yeah, yeah. I don't have much to add to that. Clearly, so I guess we jump jump to the jump straight to the to straight the to the battle proxies. Andy, yes or no? Oh, absolutely. Oh, wrong answer. No, <laughs> I mean, so I think it comes down to like I think as with any discussion in any sort of magic related discussion, uh, it kind of comes down to situation obviously you're not going to use proxies in a tournament setting because they're literally not tournament legal right um but uh in the casual format that is edh i think uh i think it's generally fine uh it it comes down to what you're using it for um so like the thing is is like if it's clearly a proxy of say dockside extortionist right um it needs to be clear that it is that um i think that uh i think first and foremost you need to talk to your group whatever group you're playing with whether it's your weekly group the group you sat down in right. with at fnm or whatever um and discuss like hey is it cool if i use proxies if they say no well then uh i mean yeah, use of pro- use of proxies definitely has to be part of your uh, rule zero discussion. Right. Um, and obviously, if you're playing with a regular group, um, I wouldn't bring it up just one time. Right. Uh, I think that I don't think you need to. If your group has okayed it once, you might want to bring it up again. If once they've okayed it two or three times, I think at some point you can just stop saying it and just run on the assumption that they're okay with that proxy. Um, for me. Uh, I generally land on the no side. However, I will say it's a pretty soft no. Uh, It's mostly, I think the no is mostly for myself over anybody else. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm not comfortable using using proxies, at least in part because for the most part, I can afford the card. Mm -hmm. Um, So if, if I'm using a proxy simply because... I'm trying to keep the cost down. Um, for me, that's not a good enough reason. Uh, if I want to use a proxy because I haven't had time to get it, that I could see being uh, being a more valid reason for me to use a proxy. But even then, uh, I'm playing casual. Uh, I don't need to run the deck the next day. I can right. wait. I can wait and order the card and wait for it to show up. Um, now, obviously, not everybody is 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 so lucky. So, I mean, I understand why other people would want to use proxies. And even in our own group, uh, 
I basically I don't bat an eye if somebody wants to use a proxy or somebody is using a proxy. You know, that's a that's a product of the game. That like I said, it's it's more my own personal preference than anything else. Yeah, so. I think I think that the price point is definitely a a solid factor in why I think that people like why I'd be okay with people using proxies. Um, but I feel like there is still this hurdle that they have to jump over where it's like if you're going to proxy one thing and i mean there's a whole discussion too with and maybe we'll talk about this later but like a whole discussion on how you're obtaining these proxies um if you've got your own printer and you're like really artistic great um but i think if you're going to like proxy you know like say a tropical island or uh you know something that is out of your price range um it's easy to then just be like well now i've got all the cards at my disposal uh and if you're gonna have a, a full deck of proxies um it's easy to just be like well i'm gonna put one of every best card in these colors in that deck and then uh it, it kind of takes the spirit out of building the deck right and you know Given what you said, I can try, I can sit here and then say, well, okay, now here's the slippery slope. Where do you stop? Right. But that's that's just garbage. I mean, right. You stop where your group says you have to stop. If you're proxying one card, I think most groups are probably going to be okay with that. When you're proxying a lot of the cards in your deck, especially the ones that are key to the key mm. to the deck, then suddenly everybody starts to think twice. Uh, and starts questioning whether that's okay. Um, I think when it comes down to it, for me at least, yeah. like I don't think that money should be a uh, a barrier to entry for the game. Uh, right. And I don't think it should be a barrier for a lot of these more staple type cards. Pitiless Pun Plunderer. Yeah. It's a fifteen dollar card right now. Uh, it's an uncommon from Ixalan. So it's not old. Right. It's an uncommon. Uh, and I think if somebody would want to proxy that, fine, go for it. Granted, there's probably better treasure makers out there for cheaper. Yeah. But uh, I think that uh, the money being a barrier to any card is, is what kind of forced me into trying to build my decks on more of a budget i think generally right. as a more budget player i'm air quoting here because i mean the other thing i face here is like well as more of a budget player i could go find those proxies or i could find a suitable replacement we have a very low low bar when it comes to making powerful decks right. in our meta um so I think it's easy for me, as a as me, <laughs> uh, to end up finding easy replacements for the things I want to do. Right, and I, honestly, I think uh, the low bar mm -hmm. is part of the reason why we don't see a lot of proxies in our group. Yeah, just uh, you know, for the most part, if uh, you know the the card you're looking to proxy is just going to make your deck run better not make your deck run yeah so if it's just going to make your deck run better then do without or find something else um part of the reason that i'm reluctant when it comes to proxies and is because with my with my early play group 
Um, nobody ran proxies. Mm-hmm. That was the rule. If you didn't have the card, you didn't have the card. There, right. It wasn't even a thought. Like Nobody even considered the idea that you could even Sharpie a land to turn it into something else. And we were playing casually. It just... It was just not something that was was done at all, mm-hmm. and what it did was it kept a lot of our a lot of people's decks at a lower power level, and this made for this made for fun games, made for games that last longer. I I strongly believe that the more powerful your deck is, generally the faster the games go because your deck does what it's supposed to do better right. or faster or somehow. There's also this correlation where it like it's the idea that. If you can end games faster, you have a more powerful deck. Whether that's right. true or not is not the discussion. But right. I, I mean, I get I get where you're going for. Yeah. Um, but the main the main thing was, if you couldn't, you know, if you couldn't afford the card, you didn't buy the card. It didn't go in the deck, which meant that everyone's decks were generally weaker. Mm-hmm. Now, in that particular group, that worked out really well, just because we were all relatively. Uh, we were all basically at the same level as far as how much we were willing to spend on magic. Mm-hmm. So that works. Now, with my current play group, that wouldn't work. You know, you can't, you can't use the, your willingness or unwillingness to use proxies as a way to cap the power on, in, our, in our group. Um, there are, you know, some of us are willing to spend a lot more money each year on <laughs> magic cards than others. Uh, so because of that, you can't, you know, I can't then say let's. Nobody uses proxies as a way to try and keep the power of the decks down because that would be unfair to other people in the group who aren't spending as much. Right. So. Yeah, and I think like, I think obviously like if you can afford these cards, then then great. Like, I think that uh, if you are to own the cards, that obviously helps support. A, whoever you bought it from, <laughs> whether it's a third-party uh, seller, a friend, or wizards themselves. Um, and I think that uh, there is value in owning the the original, the, mm-hmm. the thing. Right. Um, and I think, like, having... Having proxies, not that they're like, oh, like this is just a priceless piece of paper now, um, and I, I don't think it necessarily even devalues the originals, um, because I mean, I think, I think a lot of people wind up either going to buy, a lot of people who play proxies, either wind up going to buy the original, or I mean, it is simply too far out of reach. Um, but I know some people who also run proxies that uh, it's because they have the card, but they want to put it in more decks than they have copies. Um, right. Which, I mean, brings up another uh, idea of, well, like, do you just switch it out when you're changing your decks? Or, um, yeah. Um, I, I, I think that I think for a lot of people proxies are a I mean for one I think pro- I think a lot of people think that proxies are just like a non-starter like if you have proxies like I will not play against you is kind of unfair for one but also I think that uh, like obviously that's not what you're saying um, no and I mean you know 
a lot of the issue for the you know for a long time mm-hmm. and this is where you know I know what my view was earlier and I know where I sit now but part of the reason it's shifted is because it used to be a case where you could look across the table see the art and know what card it was mm. and that's not necessarily the case anymore just because there are so many different uh, different pieces of art on virtually every card right so uh, I mean even something as ubiquitous as soul ring has at least at least three or four different different pieces of art now yeah and that's so, not counting the you know we've got the commander collections yeah. editions we've got the secret layers etc right um, but once you get to that point then a proxy of a soul ring mm-hmm. at least you know for ability to quickly understand what card it is on the other side the fact that it's got a different piece of art is a non-starter because there are plenty of cards that have different that have different art that I don't recognize from across the table. So, if you happen to be using a proxy for Soul Ring, well, then you know what's what's the harm at least as far as you know, right? Quick, quickly identifying the card. So, and I think that too kind of stumbles into an idea that like, if you, I mean. The idea that, like, you won't be able to recognize the card, like you were saying, um, it, it's easy fix as pointing at it and being like, what's that? Um, because, I mean, right. for one, there's 30-ish thousand uh, magic cards. Uh, and Yeah, we're quickly reaching a point where I don't know what any... Well, I, don't, I don't know right. what half of your cards do, whether they're a proxy or not. So. And, and we're we're accelerating in production so like we have access to so many cards that you're not expected to memorize them all i mean be absurd yeah um and i think uh again not that you were saying this in fact i think you were saying quite the opposite um the idea that uh proxies would just kind of muddle the board state and confuse people um, may may be the case, but also the game itself is doing that. Right. Um, the idea behind Commander Staples, for instance, uh, like Soul Ring. Uh, now we've got uh, Arcane Signet, etc., etc. Um, the the idea behind Commander Staples is kind of a fallacy in which the I feel like the format itself is trying to uh, put an emphasis on creativity through deck building. Uh, and if you're going to have, you know, 30, or if you're going to have, say, 10 slots even, uh, where it's like, all right, I've got my soul ring, I've got my boots, I've got my other boots, I've got, you know, on and on and on, then you're defeating the point of the idea of deck building. Um, and with this ramp up in cards every set you're finding more and more popular cards for the format um uh and with with that um it's this like stuck between a rock and a hard place where like you know you want to find you want to build decks that are going to work well not necessarily good or best or busted uh but that work well uh and you want it to be original and you and 
like express yourself. Um, and for some people, proxies right. play a big part of that. Proxies uh, fit well where they're kind of showing like you don't need to have recognizable cards. Um, or you don't need it to be instantly recognizable. You, people can ask and should feel free to ask, hey, what is that card? Um, but also uh, they fit the the uh, the the personality of the deck. Yeah. Um, I think with secret layers becoming more and more popular, um, it is kind of leaning into the idea of bringing personality to your deck, but also like it's kind of like I I remember I played my Soul Ring from the 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 Black is Magic yeah. Secret Lair drop. And the whole table went, what? What is that? And I'm like, oh, it's my soul ring from the secret lair. And they're right. like, oh, okay. And that's pretty much it. Um, right. Which, to sort of tie it up, mm-hmm. it was from the secret lair. No one had seen it. Right. If it had been a proxy, then there's no different response. Right. Because as long as it's a good-looking proxy... Yeah. It doesn't look like a proxy. It looks like an an interesting version of the card. Right. There's a couple of there's a couple of limitations on right. proxies that I do want to talk about. I think it's something we should talk about on the other side of the break. Yeah. Um just because it the it, it's it separates the two spots. I mean, up until now we've basically been talking about proxies, good or bad. Um and now I sort of want to get into the Yeah. Yeah. Let's uh, yeah, let's throw it to yeah. break. Let's do that. Uh, We'll be right back. Um, uh, Enjoy. This episode of Temple of False Pod is brought to you by Black Lotus, truly one of the most proxied cards in all of Magic. Andy, back to you. Hey! Thanks, Bruce? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, let's say it was Bruce. Let's say it was Bruce. Um, so, what I'm, one of the things I want to talk about with proxies is how long you're using your proxy. Um, this long. Yeah, this long, he says, holding his hands out where nobody <laughs> on the podcast can see. Um, a, lot of t- a lot of times proxies, with, with some groups at least, are going to be okay uh, as, long as, you're, as long as it's for the short term. Mm-hmm. Uh, I recall specifically there was somebody in our group who regularly proxied a card. The proxy was was your standard old school sharpied on a land proxy. Who? Uh, the whole point of this was, and his comment was, "I built the deck. I've literally ordered the cards. I didn't want to wait for it to get in." Yeah. And then the following week, that proxy was gone. Because he needed it for that night. I'm okay with this. Uh, as I said, I won't do it just because we're a casual group. And honestly, it takes me so long to build the deck that one more week <laughs> makes no difference to me. Yeah. But I've got get like... the exci- I get the excitement factor. I've built it. I'm really excited to try this out. I do not want to wait yet another week or possibly two if you, if you can't be there the following week. Right. To try this out. So I get that. The difficulty or the issue for me comes when 
that proxy that you wanted to try out but didn't buy yet because it costs more than you're willing to spend unless you know for sure you're going to need it in the deck becomes a card that shows up there week after week. Once you hit week three of your card that's just there, it's just holding the spot until you order the cards. Well, then are you going to order it or not? Mm -hmm. You know, at that point, I'm not real excited about your proxy. At least not if it's in a Sharpie form. <laughs> um, I think that scenario plays out the way it does because it is a proxy made the way it is. Right. Um, I think I would still let it go. Uh, mostly because if they're enjoying it the way they are, I mean, it kind of comes down to, for me, if they're using Dockside Extortionist the way that somebody in a much higher power level game is using it, then that comes down to more of the issue, at least for me, uh, of, well, I don't want to be playing against this deck anyway. Um, now, in terms of time, again, I'm on the side of, well, like, if they've ordered it and they're waiting, yeah, whatever. I don't care. If it is, if they are never planning on buying it, I wish that they would put a little bit more time into their proxy. But it it represents a card that that is, if they are using fairly, a card that they just like can't or won't afford. Right, and I think you've just sort of smoothly transitioned just into my next the next idea mm -hmm. of how nice is your proxy my proxy is so nice bruce exactly if you know if you have gone out and made an effort to make the card look good um whether it's you know reproduce the card online and then printed it off or uh or talk to a handful of people who make proxies and who do amazing work. Um, I mean, I'm not even going to bother starting to list names. If you want, <laughs> give it a search. Uh, there are tons of people out there that do amazing stuff. Um, you know, you'll you'll see what I mean. Now, those are the kind of proxies, man. I'm going to be hard pressed to reach a point when I say, <laughs> you know, maybe you should just get out and get the actual card because right. those those kind of proxies the ones that you know, they're pieces of art they are for all intents and purposes a magic card but they're not right you know, um they're a I proxy think, that's so good that you really can't tell much of the difference yeah and a lot of them too are done in such a way that it is clear what card it is trying to represent right um and i think that uh that is a i mean a point if I mean if you're trying to make proxies if you're listening to this and are like hmm I'm thinking about getting into proxy making then I think that should be rule number one is to make it identifiable um, and there I mean there are so many quality proxy makers out there that I mean reach out to them and yeah I mean just yesterday I saw on Twitter I saw a proxy of smothering tithe mm -hmm. Um, had the cost in the corner, the name on the top, but the entire thing looked like a golden ticket. Oh. It had this, 
I don't think it was really Willy Wonka look, but it definitely had a golden look to it. So it, it in no way looked like a white card, but it was just absolutely perfect in the way that, you know, these are treasures and it really tied nicely with the, mm. the way it was set up and the, the card itself is beautiful. And yeah, so I'm going to be hard pressed if somebody drops that smothering tithe on the table <laughs> <clears throat> to turn around and say, yeah, I, we don't, we don't run the proxies here. <laughs> um, so, yeah. And I mean, it, I mean, <clears throat> I think at least for me, if somebody drops a proxy on the table, I'm going to be hard pressed because I hate confrontation. Uh, <laughs> so like, it, I don't know. For me, it's not ruining anyone's fun until somebody makes a deal about it. Um, have you seen the smothering tithe that's made up to look like a tax form? It's amazing. I'll have to show you after this. I think I have. It's so good. Yeah. Um, um, the other part is the length of use. Now, we briefly talked about this mm -hmm. um, in that I'm not a fan of you using a proxy for an extended period of time. But again... There's so many caveats. The, the, yeah, exactly. The effort that you put into creating the proxy can directly affect how long I'm willing to tolerate it. Um, you know, the Sharpie is fine for a couple of sessions, but you better have something much better after that. Yes. Yeah. If, that, if that's going to become a permanent fixture, then make it look good. Um, you know, I want it to be distinguishable. I don't want it to just be smothering tithe in Sharpie on a planes. That... That's not that's not going to determine what the card is by at a glance. It's going to look like a land that has somebody somebody's scribble on it. Right. Um, so I that's think yeah, not something I want. But I understand that one. Um, I I think I would let it go indefinitely. But um, I don't know. I mm -hmm. I it's not that I haven't given it thought, <laughs> but it's that like it is such a non-issue for me right um granted i also haven't had experience across the table with that so like right maybe i would react differently but i i think the the general thing for me would be more of how much are you breaking it um right my uh i guess the other piece is the volume Mm -hmm. If a lot of your deck is proxied, the more cards you're proxying, the the faster I'm going to not be excited about it. Um, and the level of effort put into the proxy does affect this, but even a deck that's you know 40% uh, proxy cards and they're beautiful cards, I'm still not going to be excited about this. Um, this is at that point it's you know I, I just I think you've gone gone too far as far as as far as the way the way the proxies are set up uh, I mean I would like to see you playing at least some actual magic cards <laughs> as opposed to a wall of proxies um, and I recognize that that's not super popular but uh, I, I mean, I think honestly, like I think a lot of people feel that way. I, I wouldn't say that you are the unpopular opinion here. Um, I think that uh, there is maybe a growing crowd 
uh, leaning toward the idea of proxies. Right. Um, but I think it's just that is that it's growing. I don't. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think as long as magic cards tend to, are going to continue to increase in value mm. and make it harder and harder to get cards, the willingness of people to tolerate proxies ends up going up. And it also means that um, the amount of effort that people will go through to make a proxy also goes up. Uh, you know, if a card like a card like Smothering Tithe, if Smothering Tithe cost four dollars, how many how many proxies of Smothering Tithe are you likely going to see? You'll still see some because it's a cool card, but you're going to see fewer than you would otherwise mm -hmm. because people will just be able to get the real thing. You know, if they want to make their deck fancy rather than use a proxy, they can just foil it or uh, or find some other version of the card that they want to use. Um, but because because the card because Smothering Tithe costs what it does, and I don't actually know what it currently costs, but it's a lot. <laughs> um, you're going to see more proxies. How, um, how do you feel about the uh, the gold border cards? I'm okay with the gold border card. Um, I tend to be more okay with a product that Wizards has produced. Because mm -hmm. um, to me, part of the reason not to use a proxy is because it's not providing any value to the people who created the game in the first place. Um, and I'm a fan of continuing to give them money so they keep making magic cards. Right. Um, however, uh, having said that, I have two gold-bordered cards. Uh, and one of them, uh, at least one of them, is a Force of Will. I've never used it in a deck. <laughs> Um, and that's not because it's Force of Will, it's because it's a gold-bordered card. So Interesting. Yeah. Um, I think maybe it's just me. Uh, and, like, I, I understand... I mean, so I think... I think there... And I don't have much to back this up with off the top of my head. Mm -hmm. um, but I know that there is some discussion in... The idea that uh, it doesn't benefit Wizards. Um, granted, Wizards is owned by Hasbro, a mega corporation. Yeah. Um, oh, no. I, I completely get the idea that yeah. why would I care about... Right. Yeah. Um, so there's that, but there's also... Um, there is discussion and uh, data to back up the idea that proxies sometimes do help wizards in general um obviously not directly i think that right. it would be uh foolish to think that if i was if i were to go in the other room you know make a beautiful uh smothering tithe print it out on a piece of cardboard put it in my deck i think it'd be foolish to be like this helps wizards um but i think also the third party market is also kind of a, a blurry idea of helping wizards, um, but I, I the support that you give the company directly by buying their product obviously helps them directly. Right, uh, and I mean, the argument can also be made that um, no, I didn't spend money on that card, so wizards is losing out on that card. Mm -hmm. But on the other hand, if I don't run this proxy. I'm not buying any of the other cards for the deck either. 
Right. Which, you know, given the choice, then it becomes a case of, you know, wizards, are you willing to accept 25 instead of 50 or nothing? Um, yeah. So it's, uh, yeah, I mean... Yeah, and I, I think it, it all comes down to the min, the minutia of the 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 situation. I mean, I think that uh, we've you know you could you could uh, have all of these edge cases where um, official wizards product are technically proxies, gold bordered, etc. Mm-hmm. Um, for all intents and purposes secret lair secret lair are kind of like proxies Um, granted like we've talked about those are official products Mm -hmm. Um, and for me it's not so much about the direct effect it has on the economics of the game Um, but I think that uh, the point where proxying becomes too much for me uh, is when, I mean, I, I've said it a few times, when people are breaking the card. Um, and it is much easier to do that with a higher number of proxies in the deck. And I think right. that more so comes down to, am I wanting to play against this person with this deck? Um, right. And, I mean, you could look at a card like Smothering Tithe, use it in the... Did that come in a precon? No, that was just a... A regular old card from the set. Uh, let's go with Dockside Extortionist on this one. You could look like a, you could look at a card like Dockside Extortionist in the context of the precon. Yeah, it's not that broken in that deck, um, but then you put it in a deck that uh, you could very easily break it. Um, you know, any reanimator or flicker or whatever uh deck and so you'd prefer not to see proxies get used in a way that makes the game less fun yeah i i don't want to see proxies used in ways that people are already using the card so i don't want to play against that even if it was real right um real uh so i mean it it kind of comes down to i mean I i feel like i bring this up every other episode where it's like it's not cards that are broken. It's how people are using them. You could have two people play the same exact deck in the same, like, draw order. And somebody's going, like, one person could break it entirely and another person could hold back some counters and, like, let other people, like, have more of a communal experience with the same deck. Um, but I feel like I'm getting off topic. <laughs> I think the idea with proxies, and I mean, you know, we started off the podcast by saying proxies, yes or no. Um, it's just not a yes or no answer. Right. Um, between all the variables that go into it, uh, into into making your decision, in invariably, what you're going to find is almost everyone lands in the, in the middle somewhere, where at some point they're going to say, no, this isn't any good. And then for and then at some and then there's the other end uh, where you know like the one end where proxies are barely okay some of the time, all the way out to proxies are okay almost all of the time. 
Um, and this, you know, this depends on your playgroup. It depends on uh, on the proxy itself. Mm. It depends on the frequency. It depends on the volume. It depends on it depends on so many of these variables. And of course, for everybody, they're going to be a little bit different. Mm-hmm. Um, but to wrap up, I'm just going to let all of you know. Uh, just don't use proxies. It's just so much easier. Hey, there's less wishy-washy about it. Uh, so there's no there's no question of, of how to how to decide it. So there, easy. Of course, you could just say that use proxies all the time, anywhere, and then there's no issue either. Yeah, I mean, I think that. Uh, yeah, I think you're right that there is there's a threshold. I yeah. think it is not necessarily a strict threshold, but I think that like uh, to say no is to shut somebody's deck completely out of the right game um i think that uh with most things in magic you got to use a reason um, oh constant reason and discussion ugh. i'm tired of it yeah i mean <laughs> maybe this is a discussion for another episode but i think that like like if you're to sit down say at a at an lgs not that either that, i mean i haven't right. you probably have yeah. um and you're having a discussion like, oh, this is what my deck does. And then somebody's like, eh, I'd rather not play against that. Is it your responsibility to choose something else? Or is it their responsibility to not play against you? Um, but like I said, discussion for another time. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and um, I think with, with proxies in mind, I think it's 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 situational. Uh, I don't mind, but somebody might. Uh, and... I don't know. Um, there's no right answer. Right. And so, you know, when you're playing against me, don't play proxies. But uh, it better be okay that I'm allowed to play any of the... Uh, silver border any, cards? Any silver border cards I want. <laughs> so. <laughs> yeah. Uh, as you can tell, we both have strong feelings about this. And we'll s- stick to our guns no matter what. Uh, but really, I mean... We're Temple of the False Pod, where our decks are not optimized, but our plays sure as heck are fun. Uh, get out there! Oh, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna put a link in the, the show notes. Uh, sure. There's a video by Spice Eight Rack okay. on YouTube yeah. about proxies. They've got wonderful discussion about. Uh, I'd say both sides, but it's it's mainly why proxies are a okay in in my book. Uh, well, in their book. Uh, but also in mine. So uh, I'll send you the link. I'll put it in the show notes. Uh, have a great night. I'm Bruce. I'm no. I'm Andy. I'm Bruce. I'm Bruce. I'm Bruce. I don't need a proxy. I'm here. <laughs> have a great night. May your fifth land be the temple. Bye.